Welcome to Wasted with Bruce Bratley. I'm the founder and CEO of First Mile, a company based in London. And our aim is to get everyone recycling as much as possible all of the time. And you're listening to Wasted, our podcast promoting recycling and sustainable lifestyles. So let's get late wasted with our first guest. And I'm super excited to have Miranda Essex, who's the founder of Plant Pack. And she is saving plants from landfill. And um, the website, we'll plug it a few times as we go through, is getplantpack.co. And you can go on there to buy plants. And we'll be hearing all about the plants throughout the podcast. So welcome, Miranda. Fantastic to have you on Wasted. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me. It's great to great to have you, and let's get in there straight away. So normally, um, at this point, I ask you, uh, our guests, how you're finding lockdown, what's new in your business, um, and what's going on, what's changed. But it's a slightly different circumstance for you because the business came out of lockdown, and it is brand new. So why don't we go straight in and tell us your journey to setting up Get Plan Pack and um, how it all came about. Over to you. So at the end of March, I read an article saying that millions of garden plants were set to be scrapped. And that was because uh, garden centres had all closed because of lockdown and growers across the country now had no uh, no route to market for their stock. They were unable to get it to people who would absolutely love to buy plants, as many of us are spending more time in our gardens at home. So. Having seen this problem, it seemed to me that there was supply and demand and and there must be a simple e-commerce um, platform that could be set up with a plant delivery service for Londoners in lockdown. Um, I posted the idea on LinkedIn, got lots of traction, old friends and colleagues and and um, new people who I hadn't met before come, come, came out of the woodwork and gave lots of suggestions and ideas. Um, the, tre- the post actually started trending in hashtag gardening, which was a first for me. I've never had a trending LinkedIn post before, especially not in gardening. Um, and from there, really, the idea of Plant Pack was born. I met I met you, Bruce, um, just before Easter weekend and then spent Easter weekend building building a website. And we launched on Easter Monday and we're doing our first deliveries, working with First Mile that week. Um, fast forward to where we are now. We've now worked with a few different growers. Uh, we've got lots of lots of customers trying to build our presence on Instagram, and we've now got to a point where we've rescued close to twenty five thousand plants, which is really exciting. Wow, um, yeah. And all of our profits so far have been donated to the NHS, so we've got a running total for every plant that's bought. We can donate more to the NHS charity. And that's incredible. So the plants um, were going to get dumped in a garden center compost or were they going to landfill Um, i mean what happens when the supply chain breaks in such a enormous way many of them just got composted but what a lot of growers found was that the area they usually set aside for composting that might just be for a small number of plants um actually reached maximum capacity so they're in a really difficult situation um when they were already um in in financial peril they were then having to pay um people to come and collect the plants and send them, take them to landfill or compost them elsewhere. So there was a massive waste problem and they also had to pay to, to deal with that waste. Um, what a lot of them have been doing is trying to clear up some of that old stock that's no longer sellable, that's sadly gone over and um, the plants won't survive um, and clear space for new stock in the hope that the supply chain might, might be fixed um, as 
as garden centres hopefully reopen, but that's not yet been confirmed. So I spoke to one grower this morning who said, really, they're just serving in the dark. They don't really know what's going to happen, um, but they're just trying to grow um, with what little information they do have, hoping that they'll avoid more waste um, over the coming weeks. And they probably, I mean, they probably sort of planted the next phase of plants, I guess, before even lockdown started, because I don't suppose... Uh, I mean, I've seen on Instagram the flowers, and they look absolutely stunning. Some of them are sort of quite big, so they won't be sort of grown in three or four weeks. I'm assuming that sort of the lead time on these things is quite, quite significant. Yes, most growers plan what they're going to grow for the year in September. Um, so uh, really, they they might have contracts already in place with growers. It's quite difficult uh, with other growers when they're buying other um, sort of smaller seedlings from other growers um, and then they have contracts planned with um, garden centres so when those garden centres are no longer able to buy the stock they're then left with all that stock on hand and they're not really set up to deliver it um, lots of the plants that were the main problem when lockdown was announced were spring bedding plants and most of those um, are now full mature plants some of them have, have gone over and have just has to be composted and now in the next few weeks the summer bedding plants will will start to come into season and they're hoping that they can be sold in garden centres. But one problem you have is that when growers found out that garden centres were going to close, they actually stopped growing for a couple of weeks. Lots of them had furloughed workers or didn't have the capacity to be able to continue growing. Plus they had space constraints with all of this existing stock just sitting in their nurseries. So they now actually have a bit of a shortfall. So they're finding managing and forecasting um, plants has been a real a real challenge with the ever changing uh, situation around them. And it's uh, yeah, and the, and the plants just sort of look so fresh. Um, and we're finding this with our sort of fruit and veg service that we've um, uh, launched. But um, is that do you think because actually we've managed to shorten the supply chain because you're taking it straight from the grower and it's not going through a garden centre? Um, and maybe it's a you know we'll come on to the long term plans in a second, but maybe it's a uh, a better thing for gardeners if they can get plants straight from the growers and cut out the garden centres because it just means that there's so much fresher or does it does it not really make that much difference? I think it does make a huge def- difference. Lots of our customers have commented that they've never had plants of this quality before and all of our plants are picked up on the day of delivery with the majority of our growers. So the time between the plant being picked up when it's being kept in perfect conditions with the right amount of light, the right amount of watering, being looked after experts it's usually with with our customers within you know a few hours so the quality of the plants is really really high um, and typically when large consignments of stock are shipped to garden centers plants could be sitting in a in a warehouse or in a lorry for you know two three days in the dark inevitably that will have consequences for their quality so it's definitely something we've noticed yeah and we're sort of getting similar feedback from our customers because we launched a fruit and veg um, box with First Mile, I think you know. And um, we are going straight to a wholesaler who normally sells through uh, New Covent Garden and direct to restaurants. And the quantity and quality of uh, produce in the boxes is quite staggering, really, and incredible. So, and again, it's one of these things of shortening supply chains. Um, and so the the sort of the freshness element of it and bringing it straight from um, uh, suppliers, what's what's First Mile's r- role in all of this? You couldn't get away without talking about no, it. No, of course. Uh, First, Mile, <laughs> First Mile's very important role. So First Mile's had a really important role. Uh, we have all First Mile vans who've been working with Plant Pack 
they go to collect the stock from our growers in the morning. They then uh, deliver to about 30 customers a day in every van. And we've had lots of fantastic feedback about the drivers. Um, my grandmother actually received a delivery from from Plant Pack on uh, on Saturday and said that the driver was absolutely charming. And uh, while he even while he was at a social distance, uh, he was able to have a nice conversation with her and help her carry the plants through the shed to the garden so she didn't have to do it herself. Brilliant. And I think the driver's really enjoying it. And it's a, a difference. And, and actually, the drivers that we haven't furloughed are really busy both on deliveries and collections and we say to them look you know if you're finding it a bit busy and stressful we can um, put you on furlough for a while and swap someone in and they're like absolutely no we're loving it it's just very busy times so I think it's a really good break um, from them and everybody's smiling when they're deliveries so I think it's um, I think it's really fantastic. Customers are definitely excited when when the products arrive we get a lot of um, a lot of enthusiasm it's really lovely um, because people I think on the whole are going through a difficult period a lot of people are just quite bored and having that nice burst of colour arrive at your door. It's something to do, it's something to enjoy, and uh, it's also something to look forward to. And what's so, um, I think that's absolutely right, and it's sort of not a boring grocery delivery, <laughs> it's something a bit more fun. Um, and so you sort of you know, set the business up over four days over the Easter weekend, um, and it's going from strength to strength. I mean, what's your thoughts and feelings about the long-term future as we start to uh, emerge hopefully from lockdown in the next sort of six to 12 weeks are you going to continue with it are you going to diversify are you going to use your startup skills to write a book uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure anyone would what's buy next? a book written by me <laughs> just yet um i well i've noticed i've learned a lot working um working on plant pack and i've learned a lot about the industry and one thing I have noticed is there are two major groups um, when it comes to people who, who like to buy plants. <laughs> this is very broad strokes, but you have the passionate gardeners who know a huge amount about gardening and plants and are really engaged. And they are the types of people who would go to garden centres and they'd enjoy that as a day out. And then you have the group of people who like the idea of having a window box or something small for their flat or for their garden, but maybe have, have previously found gardening a little bit confusing haven't had the time, haven't really, you know, got, got into it properly. And I think there is a big opportunity for um, an e-commerce um, plant, like plant delivery service. I think lots of people have, during lockdown have got into gardening, have got into um, nature. Lots of people have noticed spring for the first time. I think London normally, if you're yeah. in the tube and in the office all the time, you actually barely look up. You don't really notice birdsong and the fact that, flowers are, are flowering and that type of thing and I, I do think there'll be a bit of a resurgence in interest in gardening and I think that convenience getting plants delivered delivered to your door is definitely something um, that, that is needed and I think at the moment that there are there are companies doing it and I think you know there's there's probably a growing market I'd be interested to in, to explore that longer term because um, I think there's lots of lots of room for new business models which bring something slightly different. Well, let's not plug any of the companies that are doing it. Um, we'll Plant Pack's the best one. And I think it's, I think it's an interesting uh, approach because you are addressing the supply chain in a different way. And I think I'm right in saying that none of the growers that you're talking to really have any e-commerce experience or capability because they've been very much supplying garden centers. And, um, you know, it could be a whole new uh, business model with getting fresh plants direct to uh, from the growers to the garden. Definitely. And I think there's a, an, an angle on reducing waste. Gr growers will always have some surplus 
And I think there's a lot of room for salvaging that surplus, which is still in beautiful condition and is of a very high quality, but packaging up affordable plant packs or selection boxes for people who really enjoy them. Indeed. And then I think maybe we're out of lockdown. There's a possibility of doing it on a peer-to-peer -peer basis. So you don't necessarily have the cost of the logistics where people could go and potentially pick up surplus from growers. Um, but for the future, indeed, so much to go on. And um, what was the hardest part setting plant pack up, do you think? A lesson for everyone out there listening. Mm, I think there have been lots of lots of difficult moments which you kind of look back on and laugh because you do make a lot of mistakes that are all part of the learning process but looking back you wonder how you managed to do it and um, there have been some funny things happen like we um we needed to get some new plant trays last week for example and they, they weren't picked up when they needed to be and without them we would have had whole whole vanfuls of plants with plants rolling around and, and our stock being damaged in absolute chaos so about 20 minutes before the plastic tray manufacturer uh, closed, I suddenly realised that they, the, the trays hadn't been picked up. So very quickly called a taxi firm in Basildon who sent a Skoda into an industrial estate to pack up a third of a pallet's worth of plastic trays. And it turns out Skoda's have a lot more space than you might think. He actually had to wedge them all in <laughs> and get them to Park Royal so that our deliveries could go out the next day. But it's it's things like that. It, I think it's really important in the early days of something to double check everything and things like me not really checking if the trays had arrived until four and then suddenly realising we had less than an hour to make sure they got out of the industrial estate before it closed, things like that. It's, it can be quite chaotic. Some of it's quite funny, but um, <laughs> de definitely lots of, but, lots of learning there. But I think that's right. I think also where there's, where, where there's a will, there's a way, because a lot of people, they're just going, oh, it's never going to happen. But if you just double down, you can make <laughs> things happen. Uh, is, people can really, sense the desperation uh, in your voice when you ring them up as well, I think. They're just like, oh, dear. <laughs> That's just how it Yeah, you just, yeah. I've checked Google Maps and I know <laughs> that you can get there in 19 minutes. Yeah, um, Very much so. And is it right, do you ha also have a day job? Are you doing this as well as your day job? I'm not going to mention your employer in case they uh, are listening. But is that I do have a day job. Um, my employer have actually been really supportive. I work for an innovation consultancy, which is called What If? And they have been really supportive of, of Plant Pack because because of its um, positive impact, because of the fact that it's bringing joy to people and reducing waste and, you know, our business is innovation. So they've been supportive and lots of people at work have actually, you know, offered ideas or they've, they've been customers. I am working on a, a normal uh, project at the moment as well. Obviously, that means my workload is relatively high. Um, but the one thing I have found during lockdown is that not commuting every day and not actually going anywhere uh, has given me a lot a lot more time so it, it's felt manageable um it's just i'm i'm sure uh, i'm sure everyone has one of those days you know when everything goes wrong and obviously if you've got two different uh things you're working on running in parallel and if both of them have things that go wrong it creates a bit of a headache but on the whole it's been fine brilliant excellent so if anyone needs um, some innovation consultancy around <laughs> gardening plant health sailing or waste minimization in the uh, horticultural world yeah anything sustainability cool. related <laughs> excellent well i think there'll be lots of people listening who want to get in touch so miranda it's been super interesting hearing about um uh, get plant pack um we're going to go into the get wasted um podcast standard questions Great. So
what do you keep meaning to do to live a more sustainable lifestyle, but you never seem to get round to doing it? For me, this one is food waste. So I'm ashamed to say that I have found it very difficult in my uh, in my area to get food waste recycling. And because it took me so many different steps and it was so hard to do, I sort of gave up. And I suspect if I tried it a bit harder, I could find a way to do food recycling. But where I am in Lambeth, it, I don't have a food recycling bin and I do waste. Um, some food waste um so that's that's a source of guilt for me bruce <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah well, we can work on that um and what do you think confuses people most about recycling not necessarily you but anybody what's the most confusing i think thing, it's any packaging that has two different types of material plastic films are the thing that come to come to mind first and foremost any kind of takeaway lunch from M&S or whatever or which has a plastic film over the top I think a lot of people don't realize that that film usually can't be recycled so they just lob it all into the recycling bin yeah and that plastic scores high all the time in terms of um, uh, the podcast and um, you know with food recycling most people understand because you can eat it or not with plastic it's super Mm -hmm. super confusing so I think that's a a common issue there Um, and uh, what's your top tip for recycling? I have a recycling bin, which is much larger than my normal bin. And it's also in a more convenient place. So that was uh, originally designed to encourage my flatmates to to recycle more. And I actually do think it's worked. <laughs> Excellent. They're not just using it because it's a bigger target to <laughs> exactly. check anything in, I hope. Brilliant. Um, and then finally, um, and I think this is a great one for you. Um, we're asking this for all of the guests. What's your message to people around the world listening who are in lockdown? I think the general message is that we're all in this together. I've been reflecting on this quite a lot. And usually when one person is having a difficult time in their life, you know, they're going through a period where, say, they're ill or not able to see family and friends for whatever reason, they would be doing it by themselves. Whereas at the moment, everyone's going through that same experience. So I do feel this sense of connection with other people, regardless of where they are or how different we are. Um, so I do, I do think it's true that we're we're in this together. I think that's brilliant. I was slightly daunted that you were going to say to this one, set up a business. I don't know. I think that's actually quite, uh, it's quite an unusual way to deal with lockdown and it's not the most relaxing. Lots of people are learning how to make sourdough and are painting their houses and stuff like that. I'm, I'm just calling growers and managing van logistics, etc. <laughs> so it's a, it's a different approach. Yes, don't don't start a business in lockdown if you want yeah, to be live. Um, Miranda, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, Miranda, having you um, on Wasted, our podcast at First Mile. Um, as a final reminder, Miranda Essex set up getplantpack.co. Um, and you've been listening to me, Bruce Bratley, on Wasted, our podcast promoting sustainable lifestyles and solving recycling myths. See you next time. Thanks, Bruce. And thank you so much for all the support from First Mile. Um, it's, it's really helped Plant Pack to grow. Bye. Wasted.